word of the day. Who keeps using that word? I don't think it means what you think it means. Today's words of the day, the first one unofficially brought to us by UrbanDictionary.com, is more of a phrase. Band me down. So this is what's changed since I've I haven't been on the show. You've now have a phrase. It's You've a, expanded. It's, it's, this, well, it's new. It's Urban Dictionary, so it depends on whatever they're unofficially brought to us by UrbanDictionary.com. So you could see that there's like one. Well, you nope. didn't tell me this in the pre-show. Sorry. Anyway, they've yeah they've they've kind of gone on from words to phrases. At least with UrbanDictionary.com, that's just how it is. But a musical act once loved by you now loved by your child, or vice versa. Like if your parents loved a band mm-hmm. and then you loved them, it's a band me down. Oh, band me. I like that. It's a good term. Band me down. Do you have one? What, a band? Yeah, that you, you dig from your parents? Oh, Skinner did Zeppelin. Like, those are my, those are the two big ones that my parents love, and, mm. like, that, like, that instantly, I took up that. And then there's other musical choices where I'm just like, meh. Like, my, I guess my dad went through, like, a slight Doors phase, but I like the Doors way more than he does. Uh, he likes Boston. I also like Boston, I but I think Boston. he likes Boston more than I do. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's kind of, yeah, it's weird like that. How about you? Uh, Ario Speedwagon. I guess my parents got married to them, and so, <laughs> so like, uh, you know. Dude, that was yeah. so not where I thought you were going with that. No, I know, right? <laughs> every, I tell everybody that story. Uh, everybody at work goes whenever Ario Speedwagon. They're like, we've heard the story. Your parents got married to it, so you're into it, too. And I was like, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As long as they make love to it. Oh, man. All right. Putting the uglies in my head. All right. Because Perpetu- uh, then I just think about, you know, I think everybody <laughs> just thinks about their own parents. and They're just like, yeah, that's how I was made. But we don't need to think about it. All right. Like, right. Hopefully they were younger and a lot more attractive. I just stopped at the wedding. I'm like, yeah. OK, it was played at their wedding. That's romantic. Yeah. All right. Next word of the day. I'm going to hurt myself trying to pronounce this. Perpetia. Per- no, I'm not. Perpetia. A sudden turn of events or an unexpected reversal, especially in a literary work. So huh. the Steelers losing tonight. Perpetia. No. <laughs> that one hurt. All right. Uh, so that voice you hear, along with mine, is Mateo. How's it going? It's going good. All right. Well, we'll do the intros in a second here. Are you ready to go? Yep. All right. Let's get it on. Welcome to the Cohort Sports Report, Gas Bags with Fun Facts, the podcast by regular Joes, for regular Joes, sponsorship-free, because nobody wants to pay the sponsorship fee. My name is Jeff Woodworth, and I am joined by my friend and co-host, in that order, the return of Matteo Pulverari. I'm back. I'm back. Dude, congratulations no, on, thank you. on your promotion. You are now officially the the liquor dude. No, the <laughs> what, do we, what do we call you? The beer, wine, and spirits manager? At uh, wine, yeah, wine manager is what wine, they put it on uh, the wine side. Wine manager? Okay. Yeah, I even have my photo on the Oliver's website now, really? too. Really? Yeah. Wow. Hold on. Uh, yeah, look it up. There's no bio, just a photo, and they misspelled manager. No, they didn't. Yeah, but, Did they really? yeah, but they, I'm sure they were just trying to get it up before the weekend because they Oliver's came in, was it Thursday? What do I go to? Do I click on departments? or? Do oh, I? God. You go where uh, Oliver's, our staff. Oliversmarket.com. I don't know. And 
I go to department, local partners, find your store. Do I have to click on your store specifically? No, it should be that it's like, there should be on the side tab one that says like our staff. And then it goes through all the staff. Oh, there it is. Steve Moss, Jill Olson. All right. And then you don't want to say anything bad about these people because they're your boss. Nope. I respect everybody. He loves everybody. They do a fantastic job. They are all lovely people. Uh, Except for Smitty Asmodo. Okay. Uh, No, just kidding. She just gave me a ton of harassment when I was at the barbecue trailer back there. (laughs) Okay. Oh, whoa. What happened? Y'all got a new meat manager? Oh, no, that's Katati. Oh, okay. Yeah, Woof. I yeah. was just like, wait a minute, time out. Why? And every, oh, somebody, oh, new deli manager there. Okay. It's amazing how much turnover when I was looking at all the different people. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Interesting first assistant and then you see store Chewy, director there. And then you see in the background Chewy. Uh, oh, in, in Gennaro's? Yeah, he's in yeah. Gennaro's. <laughs> Good. That's a, what a candid photo right there. Hey, yo, Matteo Poverari. Like it. Good shot, dude. With the liquor in the back. Very important there. Yep, I got all the fancy wine, and I even have my Christmas tie on, too. Dude, you got a fucking, you got your, your face is shaved. You actually look pretty well put together. Yeah, I knew it was photo day, so I treated it like the first day of school. And then you come here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, a nice haircut there, too. So, good job, dude. Congratulations. Thank you. You're repping the podcast. You're making us proud. And if you get fired, we're going to disown you. So. <laughs> for, forever gone. <laughs> no, but congratulations. I know that's why uh, Mateo hadn't been on the show for a while with the uh, going back to the blackouts. We were, we were actually doing this, uh, thinking about how long it had been between the blackouts, the the process of getting the new job or, you know, contending for the new job and then actually getting the new job and starting it obviously kept you away. Your time was was pretty valuable um, and needed in other areas. But again, welcome back, and I'm glad to see that you've got your priorities back in order. You're right. Yeah. Was, well, thank you for your patience. Yeah, no during, problem. During this stressful time. Yeah. No, yeah dude, it's it's kind of cool that for, I mean, you, where you are professionally, where I am professionally at the end of the year, I mean, a lot of growth. I mean, that's the We're most important thing. We're making moves, brah. Let's link and build. No. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when people say that on the internet? Let's, uh, DR, yeah. But, oh, shit, what is it? Uh... Fuck with the vision. Let's link and build. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. What you get some DMs for? It's just like, no, man, don't. Don't. Get out of my face. Get out of my DMs. All right. So let's, uh, without further ado, let's get to some alpha, beta, zeta, shall we? Mm-hmm. So no flan today, which is cool. So I'll take over the alpha, and it's going to be pretty Jeff-centric. So strap it in. Alpha. Braids. <laughs> I officially did it. I followed through. I got braids, and I will just say this. My family, while I love them, a bunch of haters. Everybody else out in public, showing love. They are saying how much they respect it and probably saying, wow, look at that white kid with the braids. That takes a lot of balls. No, I'd be the guy at the bar with the beer, and I'd be like, that fucking white guy's got cornrows. (laughs) They are not cornrows. That's why I'm happy you said braids. I like the way I didn't even think of braids of what your hair is. Because they're not cornrows. That's why. Right. What's the definition? Do you have an urban dictionary definition of cornrows? That's a good question. Let's Google that. We're getting... Everybody, you're getting one more word of the day, or definition of the day. Cornrowsurbandictionary.com. I feel like cornrows are a specific type of braid Mm -hmm. where... You know, yours is just a braid. This is just, just a yeah. general braid. Well, okay, a traditional African style of hair grooming where the hair is braided very close to the scalp, often favored for their easy maintenance. Cornrows can be left in for weeks at a time if maintained careful washing of the hair and regular oiling of the scalp. So, oh, yeah, there you go. And it's it's basically, it's just a, it's like, so I would say bra- braids are to music what cornrows are to genre. If that makes sense, right? Like, there's just like, oh, man, that's music. Like, okay, that's a braid. But then you get to a specific type. Like, I don't really know how to describe it because I just saw mine on online one time and I was and I went to the barber. I was like, give me those. You know, that's what I want. But 
It's like mine. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. So you're going to upload your hair to as like a so the listeners can know what your hair looks like. Oh, should I do that? You should. You should. Yeah, you should do. You should have two photos. You should have whatever photo you pick for this week, which is probably what uh, Lamar Jackson or something. No, no, no. (laughs) your guy Lamar. Yeah. And then they they slide and then it's your hair. Yeah. (laughs) Just out of nowhere or just have it just be my. So in the the, the photo that I posted online, people like it looks like you have dandruff. It's molding clay. okay? because I have white people hair. It wasn't going to be so it was it was. I feel you on the clay. Yeah, it was fifty percent cooperative. No, it's not, and that's what I'm saying. Like I use pomade regularly when I slick it back, but this was just like a firmer pomade is what mm-hmm. she used, and it was crazy because she would just basically wipe it all over her hands, and then she'd run it through my head, and then would just start taking between her fingers and just start twisting up my my shit, and it was like, damn. First off, I felt like a marionette doll when it was happening because I was just getting pulled back. Like, <laughs> oh my god. So I don't know. We're gonna see how much longer they'll last. They're supposed to stay in for about a week or so. How far do you want to go with this? What do you mean? Like, are, is, are you just going to keep letting it rage? Or is it uh, or is no. there like a plan I'll to... Probably, I'll probably cut my hair back. Uh, I'll cut it. I won't cut it short, short, but I'll take a lot off to where it'll it'll be it'll be like fall forward instead of slicking it mm-hmm. back i'll let it fall forward and then i'll grow it back out to slicking it out again and just use the braids as kind of like the end cycle with the hair growth right because mm-hmm. like i don't best way to describe it would be like uh tommy shelby would be where it starts off from peaky blinders and then it'll go to arthur shelby and then it'll go into full-on wigger so <laughs> <laughs> but no very classy to uh yeah very trashy <laughs> but i will say this uh yeah, the, the people people out in Sebastopol on Friday, the Crooked Goat, they were shouting me out. That was dope. So, but not like shout me out, shout me out, but they were just, you know, like when I went up to the bar. They just You're like, like validated. I really was. I was just like, thank you, because my family is judging me. So I'm glad to see that that strangers would respect it. But also I feel like Sebastopol was like the perfect place yeah, to really do that is. because also in that same bar was a white dude with dreads. So <laughs> it was a turf war. It was a real turf war there for a second of who was going to be the, the whitest and the weirdest. But uh, I don't know if I, I don't know if I pulled it out or not. All right, Beta. Me, because when I go out to drink, I can't avoid the late night drive throughs man. I don't even know how I do it either. Like, I stopped at a McDonald's last night, mm-hmm. apparently. I don't remember. I, you know, it's real bad. I mean, like, I'm totally fine driving home, which is the thing is, like, I remember driving home. I don't remember making the stops off at the at the food places. You like woke up with wrappers next to you. And you're no, like, no, I just went out to the car this morning to grab something that I left in there, and I saw a McDonald's bag, and I was like, oh shit, that's right, I, I got this? two McChickens. Like, oh fuck, like I can't believe that. And it's yeah, I don't know if there's like a term for that. Like, was what's what's the uh, a blackout? You obviously go completely dumb. Mm-hmm. What's the what's the or you don't remember nothing? What's the brownout? Is the brownout where I think uh, that's where you God. rebound? I think Urban so. Dictionary. Right, another one. God, Jack in the Box tacos are the thing for me that I always somehow end up with when I'm super drunk. Yeah. And I, I'm with buddies and I'm like, we've got to go to Jack in the Box and we need to get like five tacos. Ah, uh, so a brownout is just not remembering portions of the night. So there you go. So it's I guess I, br- yeah, I, brown I brown out on the regular because I just don't remember going to the, the food places. And it'd be, it's usually, it's a combination of either Jack in the Box, uh, Taco Bell, or McDonald's. Those are usually my three go tos when it's that late. Cause it's like, you know, it depends. It's, uh, it's, it's like one thirty or something. Your options are limited. In and out's just closed, you know? But I really I really got to cut that shit. Bad enough that I'm out there drinking as much as I was. But, you know, I mean, that's, that's how it goes. Got to find but, a way to recover in the morning, though, and that's one way. That's true. Uh, there's nothing quite like right before I go to bed, knowing that I've got a full stomach, pop some Aleve real quick before I go to sleep, and then I just wake up and pound a 16 ounces of water, and we're good to go. And there's, like, no hangover whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So, alpha. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Double I'm, alpha. I'm the most alpha beta right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gone for two months, and I come back to a Jeff-themed show. No, no, just at the start. <laughs> and then the Zeta, this is the weirdest thing, remember. So this will make you laugh because of how I'm going to phrase this. But there is a girl 
out in Sebastopol who is going to be my second ex-wife. She just doesn't know it yet, and I think she has a glass eye. So I've appropriately deemed her a glass eye girl, but she's, dude, smoke show. I've been, I've, I've seen that this has like been a, it's a cat and mouse game for about two, two and a half months now that we've been doing, like where she'll see me, I'm literally see just with the one. She, does, yeah. she doesn't seize me. She sees, <laughs> she see me with the one eye. And then what would I think it is? Because like I've walked by in passing and kind of like smiled a little bit, you know, kind of creeper like, but it, one of her iris, that's the thing that's the color, right? Or is that the cornea? I don't know what the fuck. The, I don't I don't know the anatomy of the eye. I'm not looking up the anatomy I'm not of the eye. I'm not an optometrist, yeah. So, sorry. But one of her eyes is a different color than the other one, but she's got one blue eye and one gray eye. And the gray eye is typically what you see when somebody's blind, right? So she's either got a glass eye, she's blind, or she just has the Max Scherzer thing going yeah, on. Yeah, that's what so, sure Which sure. any one of those three is interesting because you go from Fetty Wap to Max Scherzer. And it's like <laughs> I like the way you went right for the glass eye instead of like oh she could potentially just have two different eye colors. You're like she has a <laughs> I feel that my deduction is that she has a glass eye. What makes you special, girl, <laughs> is that yeah, no. But now are you going to be disappointed if she doesn't have the glass eye? No, cuz she's still banging. So it's just like, you know, I I for sure holler, but you know, it's uh, it's been f- two two months and she was out, you know, it's funny is she was out with a group of domesticated males the other night and they were peacocking, making loud noises at the bar trying to attract her attention as much as they could. Really, really, you just gotta sit back and play, play coy as fuck. Mm-hmm. Because then, you know, she saw the braids and was like, "Whoa, power move." It's you like, guys would be, a, yeah, you'd be a Sebastopol couple. Glass eye and I would braids. have to move out there. I'd just call up cousin John. Hey, you got any room out there? <laughs> you can stay in the back. <laughs> got a, yeah, got another portion to add to the freak show. <laughs> We're just gonna keep it going. Yeah, Sebastopol's a cool place, man. I like the people out there. So, but yeah, uh, so Alpha Beta Zeta braids, late night drive-throughs, and the the glass eye potential glass eye girl. She was my second ex-wife. First ex-wife, she's up in Canada, bartender at the Barking Parrot. If Kurt, Kurt, you're listening to this right now, you know exactly what I'm talking about, big dog. Yeah, you do. I'll show you after the show, Mateo. I'll show you. What are you laughing at? <laughs> and he said 10 minutes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, my bad. So without, so we're taking a little bit of time. i got to call Tim. So uh, now it's time for Tim Brown's stat of the day. Last time that I checked, check, check. it was five chains on my neck. It was no smut on my rep last time that I checked. I was selling zones in the set. Make a quarter mil, no sweat last time that I checked. I'm the street's voice out west. The Cleveland Browns are the only team to be or to not have a winning record this entire decade. <laughs> That's impressive. Losers. Considering they parent. lost today, so the best they could be is 8-8. Eight eight. Fucking losers. A non- they can have a non-losing season. No, it would be not losing, but it's not winning. Yeah, it's not winning either. They're 100% losers. During don't let anybody parody. differently. You know, for somebody that says they don't care about the Browns, you sure care about the Browns. I just, I, the attention <laughs> they got this year was just so sickening. And then the arrogance that they came in this, this year, thinking that they were going to be movers and I shakers. I agree with the, le- the latter part of it. And it's, it, you're not going to be a mover or a shaker. You're going to be shaking in your fucking boots, all right? You're going to well, be finishing be, but... third place in the NFC or AFC North, okay? And if it wasn't for hey. the fact that the Bengals were so fucking sorry, that would be the p- real punchline here would be the Browns. They're still a punchline. Nobody cares today? about the Bengals. Who's 100% loser today? The I know, yeah, they lost. We'll get to that later. Yeah, we're also gonna get that later. <laughs> the Rams. Uh, Rams. Rough yeah. day for all three of us. It was not a good football Oof. weekend. I think we could just say for, that from for the start. our fandom. Yeah, Jeez. very rough NFL yeah, Sunday. That was rough. Fuck oh. it. I can't believe. I honestly can't believe you guys lost the Cowboys like that. Whoa, 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 whoa. We'll break down that game a yeah, little bit. Yeah, yeah. All right, now. First of all, I don't play for the Rams. Yes, yeah. I know. No, we. 
you you buy you bought one piece of you know I put it to one clothing. That's the rule. If you've bought something that goes directly to the team, you can say we. That's you're a part of the team. That's yeah. That's the way I'm viewing it. And the more pieces of apparel you have, the bigger the bigger <laughs> your role on the team. You're almost yeah. like a Packers fan at that point. Exactly. Hey, right. Hey, hey. The only reason why I bought the Sam Shields jersey is because he went to the U, and I was the only U player on the Rams since Ray Ray Armstrong back in their St. Louis days. I do respect that. It is fun when some of your favorite college players get end up on your on your team. Or in my instance, they end up beating your team in the playoffs uh, back in 2011. So that was a sad day. That was I was I was very confused. Like I was like you know like when people say they're like sexually confused sometimes. As a football fan on that day, I was just confused. Just stop, <laughs> I was there. No, no, I'm just saying like on the, on that day on football, I was just like I'm a Steelers fan and Tebow just beat them. I should be very sad, but I'm also like not. It's bittersweet. That is that makes it was that that would be a better word than confused. How about that? So. Yeah, it, but it's still, but it's a unique hurt, knowing that that's yeah. probably that's probably the and especially that touchdown throw out of his four highlights that he has is number one on the highlight list. It's just like, ugh, God, vey, you know. And second, like, the, the second highlight is him running off the Jets practice field uh, shirtless. So that tells you what kind of career he had in football. It's like doing something stupid and then getting caught doing it. You're like, you know, you're right. I was stupid for doing that. I deserve this. Yeah. Sim- similar thing. All right, down to brass tacks, sir. Let's talk about uh, UFC 244, 245. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. Let's talk about UFC 245. I do not, no. It hasn't started, so we're not going to talk about it yet. UFC 245, uh... Some uh, I, I don't know if I don't know if anybody's gonna be getting a, a visit to the White House anytime soon from from this uh, pay per view. No, <laughs> not that I know. Yellow whale made the little joke. Uh, so yeah, let's break down the break down the card. Review the card for us, Tim and Mateo. Well, Mateo also watched it as well. Where do you want me to start? Obviously, at the first fight. Put way back in the preliminary. Prelims. Let's start with the entire. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we don't have to do that. Uh, we'll, we'll start with the last one. Mike Perry got head kicked. Special. He hasn't. I don't think he's been knocked out yet. I think that was his first TKO loss, actually. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's how that happened. And I think it's safe to say that it's time for Uriah Faber to to hang it up. Please, please re-retire. Yeah, it's for your own please, good, man. I I wanted to retire after seeing that highlight. <laughs> I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Uriah Faber too, but it was just that was Same. rough. It's, it's a rough. That's he was so good back in WEC, and then it's just I feel like ever since he made the transition to UFC, it just it hasn't gone the way that he wanted it to. I don't think there's been a single. I guess Cerrone's the only transfer that's been like really, really, really good from that. Yeah, when you think, but but in its in its in the WEC's defense though, when that roster was at its peak, there was some there were some good fights on there. There were some really good fights that would rival the UFC, and then and then naturally, you know, things took their course, and then they're they're done. So bye. Um, Okay, Jose Aldo, this he dropped down to what one thirty five for this fight. He did a lot of weight cutting, and what happened? He lost, but Dana White said that he still doesn't have a problem giving him a title shot, which makes no sense. All right, mm. that seems fair. Yep. Mateo. I mean, I, I don't get it. No, I don't get it either, right? I guess you're just rewarding the name. and he. I mean, I was surprised he was able to get down to that way because a week before he looked like somebody that was like had a horrible like drug addiction. Emaciated, yeah, emaciated he looked horrible. Or whatever. He looked malnutri- malnourished, and, and it was just it looked awful, at least you know from the onset. So I'd be interested to see. I, I have to admit, didn't watch the card, but I'd have to. I want to go back and look at the highlights and see what – what Aldo looked like because he lost by decision. So was it even was it even close or was he getting his shit kicked around the entire fight? 
I think I thought it was pretty close, but that Marlon Moraes guy's just—he's really good. Yeah, I mean, he looks pretty good too. So, all right. Uh, next up, Amanda Nunes uh, beating the or winning by decision. So props to Jermaine Duranami for just lasting that long mm-hmm. with with Amanda Nunes going five rounds. Because I feel like even as a dude, if I got hit by her, I'd just be like, nah, it's probably game over. I mean, uh, Duranami did beat a guy in an actual sanctioned fight before. So really. Oh, yeah. Did not know that. Okay, fun fact. Yeah, but fun fact, she's also a really, really good striker, and Nunez did what she needed to do and just took her down yeah. time after time after time. And so it wasn't even one of those things where Nunez just tried to uh, exploit her adva- like her size advantage where she could just kind of hang around on the outside and just like jab straight and kick you to death? No, she exploited her size, defa- her size advantage and just said, oh, okay, cool, you're going to try to punch. Watch this. I take you down. Okay. Okay, you got back up. I take you down again. Yeah, bye bye. This is over. It's done. All right, <laughs> this, this is how this fight's gonna go. This one hurts, especially for the Ainabra. Max Holloway losing his title. I think this is what's most controversial, is because what's in what happens in fighting. And I don't know, maybe maybe Alexander Volkanovsky did actually beat him. But he's so good. I think I think when and you see this a lot in boxing, and it's kind of crept over into UFC a little bit too. If you don't physically go in there and slap around the champ for ten. You know, 10 out of 12 rounds, or in this case, the UFC's, you know, uh, four out of five. I don't even think for three. You have to do it for more than three. If you don't go in there and just totally embarrass them and, and just kind of school them around for the entire length of the fight, or you have to submit them or knock them out to actually truly get that. I feel like most of the time, if the fight goes its full course, the judges usually bail out the champion. And that's why when I saw that this went five rounds and Volkanovski got the decision, I was I raised an eyebrow for me. He's good. He's really, really good. Um, Holloway, though, he's only 28 years old, so he's not even in the prime of his career. He'll be back. Don't worry. What do you think of that fight, Mattel? I was kind of in and out, but, I mean, from what I saw, I mean, like, I kind of agree with what you said, but I don't think there's anything wrong with it either. I think the reason that person has the title, though, is you do have to do a little bit more to, to take it away from them. You have to physically yeah, dethrone you do. them. Yeah, yeah, and I have no issue with that. And I thought Alexander, from, from what I was eyeballing, because I was, I was more ready for the main event than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of in and out on Twitter. Yeah, but. well, I mean, I just I look at it from this way. People might hear that and just be like, well, that doesn't sound very fair. I'm just saying the champ has earned the title. They probably knocked out or straight up defeated whoever it was before. I, I don't know. You know, I'm sure there's been instances in which a decision has been handed down like that. But... You just I feel like the, the judges look at it as like you have to physically take that title away from the champ. And I don't know if that was done. And I would have to go back and look at the highlights here. Uh, and, it, was. And it was done? Okay. It was done. <laughs> All right. So that's what I'm he saying. He may not have gotten knocked out, but he definitely he lost the fight. Okay. And I, I, I don't know. Just from what I saw, because I was at the bar last night, and I saw you know, it would flash up on the TV screen you know, every once in a while. And, uh, and just from his reaction based off of, what you know, it, standing in there in the ring as Buffer's making the announcement, he looked pretty shocked and disappointed. He's like that he that he didn't retain it, but and then we move on to the main event, and this is why I said that the president probably won't be reaching out to anybody anytime soon. Kamaru Usman knocks out Colby Covington in the fifth round to re, uh, we'll hold on to that title. Was that was that two champs going at it? Mm-hmm. Was that a double champ yeah. fight? Damn, what, allegedly. Oh, okay. I was gonna say what what uh what what class is is Covington in? Uh, for weight class. Like what weight? Did, uh, I can't remember welterweight. I think he is, and so is Usman. So what was one of them right. the interim champ or what? At one time, Covington was the interim champ, and then he couldn't make weight in the scheduled amount of time, and so he told the UFC that he was not going to take a fight, and then they quote unquote stripped him of the title, and he had a big 
blew up with him about that, and so he mm. continued to walk around saying that he was the champ. And uh, yeah, talk shit, get hit. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, that's great. Kamaru Usman's like one of the last people that I do it to, too. So I saw that he had a tweet later on that said like, "This is what happens when love and and blood, like this is like putting hate to rest or something like that." I was like, "All right, that's a nice little message that you got going on there," but. You did just punch the motherfucker in the face constantly for yeah. It's like thanking, it's like thanking God after a fight. It's like <laughs> you thank God for beating the shit out of this dude. Yeah. Like, yeah, I just want to thank God for giving me a thicker skull than that <laughs> motherfucker over there. Thank you for letting me hit harder and more repeatedly. Give me um, a great cardiovascular system. <laughs> there's just some funny things that happen. I mean, there's this whole running joke with Covington about him being the quote unquote bad guy of the UFC. Everybody says it's an act, and it's a WWE act that he's putting on. And it's I'd agree. Because, yeah, he was, uh, when he fought, I can't remember who he fought, but in Brazil he fought and he won, and they said, hey, I don't care if you win or lose for terminating your contract. And that's when he brought the, oh, you're a bunch of filthy animals thing, blah, 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 blah. But, yeah, and then the other funny part is that there's the constant chance of USA throughout the entire right. fight. Right, Even though Usman was brought up in the usa since the age of eight so. i i don't get it yeah it's it's uh, you know it's <laughs> you let the ignorance expose itself really that's what i like about yes. social media and and then people who are just outwardly racist it's like well thank you because now i don't have to val- I, your your opinion <laughs> does not validate me or i'm not i'm not even taking that into consideration like that's not a part of my thinking process like i respect the fact that you hold the c- ability to to have that way of thinking but I disagree with it, and I find it ignorant, and that would only... And then I'm going to jump to other conclusions without stretching, so I might hurt myself, but I'm going to jump to other conclusions about your life in which you probably don't have much service or you're used to being in mine, you know? So right. it's like, But that's where I think the Covington thing... I'm sure there's a little bit of it that is probably genuinely him. Like, I'm sure he really does like President Trump, but I'm sure that he's playing up the rest of it because you got it. You got to have a shtick. Look at what happened with McGregor. McGregor was Mr. Talk Shit and then followed through with it until he wasn't. And then you got, I mean, and then you got other guys who, who are more quiet, you know, like uh, Dimitri Johnson, like Demetrius Johnson, he didn't say dick. That was just a part of his brand was that he just went out there and just took care of business. You know, it was, it was a little boring, but I mean, certain guys have to do certain things to sell fights, you know? Yeah. So it's a, it's a promotion based business. So I won't knock Covington for doing it. It's just don't knock me for not liking him. You know, that's, that's how I looked at it. Exactly. You you know know what you're doing. Yep. Yeah, and that's that's one place I wouldn't want to put my stick, my gimmick. Wouldn't yeah, want to be that right. just because just, of what you're basically pushing. Or, even though, you know. even though fighting in its roots, at its core, dances on racial stereotypes. Yeah, I mean, Chael Sonnen and Anderson Silva. There's like no other way to sell a fight than just to be like, here's a black dude versus a white dude, or here's the Mexican <laughs> versus the the Japanese guy. It's just like they're why That's always one of the first things that gets brought up in fighting, and it's just I don't I don't understand it. I don't, I don't understand it, but I understand that it's there, that it's present. But I don't understand why, why it's something that the, that's the well, first it, thing people draw to. Well, it's tough because the UFC doesn't really do a good job of stopping it, though, because it comes up when the fighters are talking trash. And well, just look at the Mayweather-McGregor thing. Exactly. He called yeah, boy, dance boxing for boy, too. Yeah, you know? boxing and UFC have no issue, and they don't really try to stop it. And I think that's mm-hmm. where it kind of gets rooted. Yeah, I mean, even the Mayweather versus Pacquiao thing. It became. Yeah, it wasn't it just it. America versus the Philippines. That became black versus Asian real quick. You know. Mm-hmm. So, all right, Tim. Money, money, money. Continuing <laughs> with the fighting. Continuing with the fighting here. It has fight, been announced. Fight, fight. It has been announced uh, via top rank. There are two cash cows. I'd say Mick Conlon's their third one there. He's an up-and-coming uh, Northern Irishman. But uh, they're going to have 
Tiafimo Lopez face off against Vasily Lomachenko. Whoa, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. If you're calling them the two cash cows, I think you're forgetting the Mr. Tyson Fury. On top rank? Yes. No, I'm saying these two guys are going to draw more than more than uh, Tyson Fury. Oh, that I will. That's a wager right there. All right, I put I put five bucks down on it, but I'm just saying, who else does top rank have? Besides, well, they have Bud Crawford. They have Bud. They have, they have a stable of fighters, but I'm saying these are two of their more pristine, better ones. You know, like Fury was was just a couple seconds away from getting knocked out by Deontay Wilder. In fact, he probably got an extra couple seconds on the ten count, and that was something that Wilder's camp was complaining about. But I'm just saying. Two cash cows right here. This is going to be a big fucking draw. This isn't going to be a free uh, display on ESPN. If they're smart, they'll put it on ESPN Plus and make people pay for it. It'll be, it won't be one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's on ESPN Plus. They'll do what they do with the pay-per-view with, uh, with the UFC, where they're just like, oh, this is a big pay-per-view. You can only watch it on ESPN Plus, but we need you to pay for the, the, uh, the event fee. Yeah. Does that make sense? Uh, okay. Yeah, I agree with you. I honestly see them being on the same card as... You know, if it's a Tyson, actually, they could be on the same card as Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. That'd I be, be surprised. that'd be a loaded fight. I'd want to see these guys be the headliners though, because that's, I mean, Styles make fights, man, and Lomachenko, fuck, he's there's nobody better at at not only not only just angles, but just his balance and the way that he's able to hit everything from his background as a dancer. And then Lopez is just a straight brawler. This guy hits you and you and you fall and you drop. So. It's going to be interesting to watch. I feel like I haven't been this excited for a fight since, like, Triple G um, uh, Canelo. Like, that's honestly, like, the type, of, the type of hype that I'm going to be going into this fight with. Like, this might not be two guys that a lot of people know, but they definitely fucking should. And they will after this fight, you know? Agreed. And then the other thing I heard, too, is that they're talking about Bud Crawford and Earl Spence and having a fight there between those two. Errol Spence isn't he a uh, PBC fighter or is he uh, or is he Showtime? I don't know, but they're talking about that being another matchup. That's one of the works. that's one of the dumbest things about this, you know. I mean, unfortunately, if you get everybody under one roof like you do with the UFC, then there's the then there's the worry that you know you can cap how much these guys are gonna make. But the fact that they're on different promotions makes it so fucking tough to get these fights to happen, you know. So so true. Yeah. So true. All right. Well. Uh, Tim, uh, you got any last-minute shit to talk before we bid you adieu? Because I know uh, I did call you a little late. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, I'm trying to think. UFC has kind of hinted at it's going to be Masvidal and Usman for the next title defense. Ooh, that'd be awesome. We'll see if it actually happens or not. Um, you know, humble brag. Uh, me and Gamebred had a little bit of back and forth on Instagram not that long ago. Did you really? So, really? Yeah, not back and forth, but he was at a Cleveland Browns game cheering on David Njuko, who was a former Miami Hurricane, game breads from Miami. So I had to remind him that there's a couple other people from Miami on the team, and we, you know, we went back and forth for a little bit, so I felt a little special. Did you screenshot it? No, but I can screenshot and send it to you if you want what me to. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, what uh, post is that on? Cool. Send it to us. <laughs> I'll send it to you guys just so you can be like, oh, yeah, there's that mustache cowboy hat wearing motherfucker that we know we talk to you every once in a while dude that's all no that's pretty good that's awesome because you know the the going back and forth on twitter is fun i don't think a lot of people a lot of people take that shit hella personal me i laugh at it when i get the notifications usually i roll my eyes but then i start laughing you know it just depends on what it's on but uh that's cool it just makes me more of a fan i'm like oh okay this guy's actually like engaging with another Mm -hmm. you know fellow fan this is pretty cool yeah 
I hope he becomes champ and makes a bunch of money. And it's not like <laughs> you were saying it, it. It's not like you were saying it in malice either. Like you are, you know, another. You're also a Miami fan, so it was just another Miami fan casually reminding another Miami fan, "Hey, there's more Miami guys here than just David and Joku." Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. All right. So, well, thanks, I'll Tim. I'll that. Send that to you. You know, that's my little brag of the day. Please do humble brag. That was a good one. Subtle flex. Oh. Another little flex here for you guys. Uh, I don't know how you guys felt about the game tonight, but I thought that was either a combination of two really good defenses or two really bad quarterbacks. It's probably a combination of both. That's pretty much what I said when I showed up <laughs> when I showed up to Jeff's. Yeah, we'll talk about it a little bit later on tonight. But yeah, you get two. I'd say you get two very talented defenses that are gonna look even better because they were going up against inexperienced quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. I like that Josh um, Allen throws to guys that are five ten. Like it's, that, it's is, imp- that is pretty funny. It's great that they they just That's collected so all funny. the little little receivers in the league, and he has yeah, to throw five to them. Ele- he's got four four <laughs> receivers: one five eleven, five ten, and two five foot eights. Yeah, and they're is all he the tallest quarterback in the league. Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, yeah, because Brock Osweiler retired. Nope, Ryan Tannehill, I think, is a six six. Yeah, or Tannehill six six. Mm. Tannehill six six because oh, that's okay. Nick Foles has to Nick be. Fol- Nick Foles is six uh, five because it's the six 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 seven um line. It's the fault line right there because Brock Osweiler was six foot seven. You found out that that doesn't work, but Ryan Tannehill six foot six and that does. Okay, yeah. I was wondering because I know he's what six five six four. Who? Something like that. Uh, Allen. Alan, yeah, he's six foot four, and according okay. to PMT, he looks great in shorts. Oh, looks, looks well, great in shorts. That's, that's wonderful to yeah, hear. Huge. All right, uh, so we'll. Well, uh, I should talk for you. Yeah. The next five years, Bumgarner's gonna have an over uh, four point two ERA. We're gonna. No we're gonna, with you. We're gonna talk about that here in a second, but yeah, thank you, Tim. Well, it's, it's a very like I said, it's a rough sports weekend all around for everybody. Just you know. Hey, over four point two for the rest of his career. <sighs> starting this next season, starting twenty twenty. You heard it oh, here first. Yeah, at least he cashed out though. All right, yeah. well, thank you, Tim. We will talk to you again on Wednesday. Good talking to you, Tim. Gentlemen, have a great evening. We'll try. Peace. Bye, Tim. Bye. Oh, good catching up with Tim there, and I know it had been a while since you two had spoken, so that's, you know, at least on the podcast, so that's fun to play a, you know, come together. Actually, no, that's kind of sketch because I don't know what the Beatles were talking about when they made that song. It's, it's just a suspect line, dude. Just come together right now over me. Like, all over me. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, Mad Bums going to the Diamondbacks. And it's a sad day if you're a Giants fan. Mm-hmm. You just you just literally watch Paul Bunyan just walk out of the – he's gone. He's in, in thanks for the memories. It's so bittersweet. And I think I saw a tweet from you earlier, or maybe it was Andrew Baggerly that I'm that I'm mixing this up with, that said, it's sad that the Giants let Mad Bum walk for a reasonable amount of money. Like, we could have definitely afforded was, to give him that. I think it was, it had to be bags. Yeah. Because I don't think I've tweeted on it yet. Okay. So, but it was just one of those things where it's like, yeah, he gets five years, what is it, uh, two, or 90, 85, 75 million or something no, like that? No, I think it was 85, 85, and then 15 million was deferred. Which so you got a five years, $100 million contract, essentially, unless they're deferring 15 of the 85. Of the 85. He oh, only okay. hit, yeah, he didn't hit 100. He, so, he came well short. So there you go. Like, what's it? So really, they're paying him 60 million over the next five years, and then 15 is probably going to be, he's, uh, he should do the Bobby Bonilla thing. I mean, that's like, probably what it is, really. 15 I think years of just getting done a million before, dollars. Yeah. It's going to be probably five or 10 years down the road. So I think that's totally doable. <laughs> And Giants fans, I think if you had told them, hey, after Mad Bum retires, we're still going to pay him a million dollars for 10 years, they'd just be like, why aren't you doing that for the rest of his <laughs> fucking life? So 
that's frustrating. And Tim saying that he's going to have over a 4.0 ERA for the rest of his career and finish out his career, that's going to be sad because we're just going to look at it as like Giants mad bum, D-backs mad bum. And, you know, like here's hoping that they can work something out where like maybe they – no, you don't want to do that. I was going to say maybe they trade for him, but it's just like that. you have to give up too much to get mad bum back. And, yeah. the, and the D-backs would know they'd have you over a barrel because they say, well, sentimental value – we know he's more valuable to you than he is to us. Well, I mean, the Giants would. Have, I mean, if he, if his contract is that and he's not pitching well, that's the only way I could see him coming back. Yeah, and then uh, he turns it around because he's got the magic of the, uh, maybe the orange and black on. At, at this point, I'm. I honestly, I can under, I completely understand why they didn't want to go five years. Like they're dealing Farhan and the Giants are like dealing with all this bullshit of of these contracts that they kind of inherited. They're stuck with, and so having to. You're staring at it right now, and then putting another five years of a guy that's definitely declining, it's just not worth it. And Flan likes to point this out, too, when it comes to the Giants and how the front offices handles things. You can still be forever a Giant and not actually on the team. Yes. I think that's one of the things that's <laughs> They're more like, than happy to tell you that. It's so, it's so frustrating with the Giants because it's like, we'll bring you back. Like, Mad Bum, you're never going to have to pay for a drink in San Francisco mm-hmm. again. Somebody will, you know, just out of sheer pride, of course he will. But the thing is, is like, that he would get the keys to the city. He is one of the most legendary Giants. I think people would be willing to, th- to hold him in the same respect as a Willie Mays or a Barry Bonds. You know, like, mm-hmm. that's, where he he's, that's where he's elevated to. And... So letting him go and he yeah he got paid and that's fine because pitchers, especially pitchers, guys just time out right like it's it's burn them out and sometimes the Giants became a they be, they'd become a um, a senior living facility if you will you know guys would come there to finish out the rest of their career collect a paycheck and then the front office was able to market as like hey we got these stars and it's like yeah you got the stars four years too late. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm glad to see that there's a little bit of a shift. So as bittersweet as it is, I'm glad to see that there is a shift away from, hey, these guys are forever giant. We're going to make sure that they're physically forever giant. It's like, no, because you don't. The minute Bell starts, or I mean, Belt starts dropping off, the minute, I'd say Crawford and Posey are the only two that you probably have to hold on to until the very bitter end. Everybody else is indispensable. Yeah, I'm, I'm on that boat. I usually argue for a couple guys but at this point i'm ready i'm ready for clean slate and that mm-hmm. includes if you can with posey and crawford if you can get creative that's why farhan was brought here um but yeah it's just it's just tough because we spent this whole season and i get it because people aren't happy with what happened with them naming uh, cape uh, kapler as the manager mm-hmm. so there's still that that's kind of lingering over but we just spent all this off season complaining about posey and crawford and their production and now that everybody's mad because they didn't bring back Bumgarner, and they offered him a four-year deal, so they tried. They made an effort. Yeah, it wasn't like they just gave some sarcastic slap in the face offer to him. Like there was a legit, like, "Hey, we care about you. We want, you know, we want you here." So, I don't know. It's unfortunate, man. It's just, it is. I mean, it sucks. As I hate arguing the part of you know letting them go, but also yeah. it does. Like it I does said, suck. it's it's the right move to do, but that doesn't mean that it makes it any easier mm-hmm. for it to go on. And you know, you build this emotional attachment, and they meant so much to to everybody, but. So, uh, you know, best wishes to Mad Bum, except when you play the Giants. I'm sorry. If yeah, you're up no, on the ma- if no you're up dingers on- against the Giants. If you're up on the mound against the Giants, I hope you get rocked. Look, man, that's just how it is. But then I hope you have a stellar year when you face everybody else, you know? I want him to go, let's say, 25 and 10. And those 10 losses, you know, maybe three or four of them are against the Giants. Like, fingers crossed. You know, mm-hmm. how about that? So, uh, all right, moving along, the Heisman Trophy was passed out. And Joe Burrow, I think this one was a real, real obvious one. I don't know. I think they just brought everybody else there because you had to. Yep. But pretty impressive. Give it, give credit to Lincoln Riley because he had Baker Mayfield, 
Kyler Murray, and Jalen Hurts was right there. Now, granted, those have been three really good college quarterbacks that have just found their way into Oklahoma's system. But still, to have three straight years of guys being Heisman final, well, winners and finalists, mm-hmm. that's impressive. I mean, he's going to get so much money thrown at him from the NFL and NCAA. He'd be, right? be so dumb to leave. Coaches. Be so dumb to leave Oklahoma. You've already got an established brand there in the Midwest. So you get all of that talent. And then, you know, recruiting, yeah, it's a bitch, and there's a lot that goes on to it. But the stress of the NFL, you go from telling me where you can recruit the best athletes to all of a sudden hoping that your front office can get the best athletes. Like, no, you've got it so sweet at Oklahoma. You're going to get paid just as much money at Oklahoma as you would in the NFL. And the thing is, is at, at Oklahoma, you are the boss. You are the head football coach. You are the one that, like, you, that's your program, right? It's, your, it's not your team. It's your program. Mm-hmm. So I think there's just so much more power at Oklahoma that it makes sense to stay. But talk about Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow had a hell of a year. Dude, he's incredible. Yeah, he really he, he just total identity identity transformation for LSU because that offense used to be a joke. It was inept. It was very old mm-hmm. fashioned. And credit Joe Burrow, man, he get out there and he could sling. So and I haven't seen anybody that's like really questioned him. Usually, somebody that falls through this process, somebody's hater or doesn't yeah. like him. Or I've never seen really any any negative. No, no, and about it's like him. I didn't even see anything to hate on him. You know, he looks a little funny, but no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but so. I guess the the weirdest thing about it is you just realize how much fucking talent is out there in recruiting and how many kids make the wrong choice or maybe not the wrong choice. Maybe t- maybe it's a combination of kids making the wrong choice and teams making the wrong choice because you look at just the transfer portal alone and just uh, the last last couple Heisman uh, last three Heisman winners have all been transfer quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. You had Baker who left Texas Tech. You had Kyler who left what Texas A and M. You had yes, you had Burrow who left Ohio State. You got more quarterbacks that are entering the portal, and got you know Felipe Franks ain't coming back to Florida next year. Not that that not that he's gonna be missed, but you know that it's just you got guys that are moving all around. I think Tate Martell left Ohio State to go to the U. I think that was one of them too. The U's had a couple guys hit the transfer that have come to them through the transfer portal, but I don't know if any of them are really working out. But it's still the point remains is like wow, like I think it's just insane that it's unfortunate that these kids when they make the decision at 18. And then they realize at 21, oh, fuck, I should probably be somewhere else. You know, I, unfortunately, it works out for some of them in this case. But unfortunately, you know, it just, I guess it's a part of the process, just one of the necessary evils where you have to make the wrong decision to be able to make the next, the next move and the right decision. You know, Cam Newton was another one who won the Heisman. He started off at Florida, mm-hmm. went, went to Auburn, and then, and then ended up at Auburn after the, uh, the community college. But, it's, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, wow, I think, take a look at how many kids are, and, you know, and, and transferring is not easy. No. It's tough. And it, it's, I mean, every year to year, with especially if you're at those big programs, you get the best of every school. Every position has the best at his either state or his college or I high still, school, I mean. I, I still remember that with high school tryouts. It was it was like uh, I had one of the deans broke it down for, gave a speech on like one of the first days of school or whatever. And this was freshman year. And he just goes, to the freshmen who are trying out, you know, you might be the best. You might have been the best at your school or the best in your neighborhood, but now you're going up against a bunch of kids who are the best at their school and the best in their neighborhood. And it was like, that's true, man. Like, cream's going to rise to the top. And unfortunately, for some kids, like myself, you're not going to develop until, you know, you don't develop at 13 like like you necessarily do at 16 or 17. And by then, it's too late because all the other kids that have had that leg up, by the time they're 13, they're just that much farther ahead of you, you know. Pity party for myself, but whatever. <laughs> it's cool. I mean, I'm happy with what I'm doing now. Like, I often watch. I often watch games on TV though, and think to myself, like, damn, what if, what if I like grew earlier? You know, mm-hmm. like, what if I actually had this body when I was 
not like not with all the substances I put into it, but at least I should say, what if I had this frame, mm -hmm. this frame when I was in high school because I was like five eight, mm -hmm. you know, and like a buck seventy, buck eighty, like now. Well, then that was that was of some baby fat too. That wasn't like a muscle because now it's now I'm six three and I think last time I stepped on the scale it was a buck eighty five. So I could probably do a little bit more cardio, probably drop five LBs and be looking looking nice. I like the way you're trying to figure out a way for your past self to get into the portal. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> would I would I where would I transfer to? How good of a quarterback would I be? I what don't system know. do I want to play yeah, in? Exactly. My spread guy, my <laughs> pro or my yeah. Air aerial attack. Yeah. Um so yeah, congratulations to Joe Burrow and providing hope to all transfer students, promoting more 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 quitting. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I love the people Quitters. who look at like I love the people who look at it like that. Oh, you quit on the you program. Quit on program. Have you ever made a decision at 18 that you might have regretted? I have. I certainly have. I made decisions up until I was about 22, 23 that I regret. You know, yeah, it I wasn't mean, until 24 that I started technically figuring things out. God, and to make these kids sit out a year. So yeah, they have that's to, the worst right? part. They yeah. sit out a year and then they have to deal with a, a irrational fan base. Yeah. Oh God, at that age, watch an entire For just an entire career. university Twitter. Yeah, mm -hmm. just like imagine having Ohio State football Twitter just yeah. attack you for leaving. Yep. Oh, but like, good for him for winning the Heisman. Congratulations. All right, now it is time to cover the NFL recap of week 15. No, God! No, God, please, no! No! Yeah! No! Yeah! No! Yes! Hashtag hysteria. Ah, uh, shit. NFL season's almost over, dude. That's kind of sad. I know. It's it. horrible Week that I come 15 back. 15 is uh. so bittersweet because it's just like, fucking hey, Like, yes, we got some meaningful ass football being played right now, but it's also like there's only a couple games left. But anyway, we're going to recap Week 15 the only way we know how with hashtags because we're hashtag millennial as fuck. So, Mateo, you ready? Yep. All right. Let's start off with the first game of the week. Have to, or hashtag bird gang. The uh, Ravens just utterly destroyed the Jets on Thursday Night Football. 42-21, a clinical uh, performance by Lamar Jackson. I think it solidified his MVP season. And why Why are we even... Why, why are we even making the Ravens play football right now? Like, just let just put them on the shelf until playoff time comes around and they mm -hmm. can embarrass the, the best of the best. You pretty much said it all. There's nothing else that needs to be said. <laughs> yeah. We we can ice all Ravens talk for the next three weeks. I hate this team. <laughs> I, I respect them, but I hate them yeah. so much. Shout God. out to Lamar. I, I, I'm, I'm so happy for Lamar. I'm, I am happy for Lamar, too. I just As a I, person, but yeah, exactly. I get it. I get where you're I coming really from. I really wish like, this would have been on any other team. It could have been on the 49ers. Any other team mm -hmm. besides, well, take that back. No Patriots. No Patriots, no Ravens. Any other fucking team. It could have been the Browns for all I care. That would have been, and then that would have blown my mind. But because the Ravens would have still been sorry with Joe Flacco. Well, we use this pair. I mean, it's what we deal with Russell Wilson. I mean, it's oh, just going to drive God. you nuts for it, the next couple of years. It, for like, well, and I don't even know if it's going to be five to ten years, but I know that it's going to be a time where it fucking sucks, you mm -hmm. know, until until um, plays can be made. I will say, though, all this hype about the Ravens, they did. Lamar Jackson played as statistically the worst game of the season was uh, week four against the Steelers. I know. I saw you make sure to like that. And I did. It. I did. So week 17, if they're, if you're not benching, I'll be looking forward to, to how he's going. I'm sure the offense is – I mean, that was the early stages of the offense That's where they true. were really yeah. struggling. And it's a divisional game too. And that was, I think, Minka's first or second game with the Steelers. So I don't know if he had any any real impact on, on the game per se from how many snaps he was playing. But – all right, next game, hashtag cheesy, because the Green Bay Packers won 21-13. I ain't going to lie. Aaron Rodgers, 16-33, 203, one touchdown. 
not that great. Aaron Jones, star of the show. Mitch Trubisky. Oy. Why are we making him throw the ball 53 times a game? Did he really have three, 53 attempts today? 29 of 53 Holy for 334 crap. yards, a touchdown, and two picks. Did, I think what's did the, crazy— Did a running back die during the game? <laughs> David Montgomery three? only got four carries. Tariq Cohen 53 got eight. 53 attempts. Actually, how'd you pronounce Tariq Cohen? Tariq Cohen. My, yeah, my guy Tariq Cohen. <laughs> oh Tariq Cohen, dude. eight rushes for 28 yards. Jesus. Nothing was working for the Bears. 53 attempts. This is essentially putting the kibosh on their season. Did you see the end of the game? I did. Oh, they were so close to scoring. If yeah. it seemed like if that fullback had the pitch to Robinson, Robinson had a lane. Yeah, they were very close, and it was just. But if you're, if it has to come down to something like that, that's never good. No, never. No, good. no, never. never. I mean, anytime Mitchell's above what thirty attempts, you're probably in trouble. Oh Jesus, he is. He is Blake Bortles on steroids, though. Like I have more confidence in Mitch Trubisky than I do Blake Bortles. But that's still, that's still one of those things where it's like you have to, you have to know that you can only let this dude throw the ball from max. 35 times a game. Mm-hmm. You hit that 35 number, just take him out. Take him out of the game, put a new quarterback in. Because if he's got to throw the ball any more than that, it's going to go bad. Next hashtag. Hashtag cameras, because the Patriots cameras worked. They beat the Bengals 34-13. to Tom Brady, 15-29, to 128 yards and two touchdowns. At this rate, he is just doing whatever the fuck he needs. He's just doing bare minimum to get by. And Andy Dalton, who I will still die on the hill for, that he's just he's around inferior talent. Because look at these, listen to these wide receivers. Tyler Eifert, Tyler Boyd, Joy Mixon, uh, Keithan, I don't even know how to say that name, Seathan Carter, Keithan Carter, Giovanni Bernard, CJ Uzuma, Alex Arison, John Ross. He has nobody to throw the ball to. So the fact that he's 17 to 31 for 151 yards, a touchdown of four picks. Yeah, Dalton played like poop, but who's he have to throw to? That's a sorry ass Bengals team. And you'd be lying to yourself if you said that if your starting quarterback or your favorite team went down and Andy Dalton came out as a backup, you'd be feeling pretty good about your chances. I, 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 I would still be like, fuck, I have Andy Dalton as You'd my be backup. Ha- oh, would you be more happy with Andy Dalton or, or Beat Hart as your backup? Uh, Mullins is our backup. Oh, he is? What happened yes. to Beathard? Beathard's our third stringer. Oh, okay. Is he a practice squad or is he actually third no, stringer? No, he's on the 53-man roster because okay. Kyle still believes in him. <laughs> that, that'll hold on to the ball for too long. But uh, So would you rather have Mullins or would you rather I'd have rather Dalton? Mullins. You would rather yes, have Mullins. because he's cheaper, he's younger, he's shown he can run the offense. Dalton's pretty much, you know what you've maxed out at. At least with yeah. Mullins, there's some unknown ceiling. Would you really, really, really rather have Dalton than any of the back- backups that are on the Steelers? I would take Dalton over Mason Rudolph in a heartbeat, and it would be, you Man, know, you've really changed on Mason. You've really, really soured on really Mason. Have. That did, not, we that did not age well because Duck is looking like he's like Duck is looking like a serviceable backup. We but see, that's about. kind of the same reason why I would go with Mullins over okay. Dalton because Dalton, you pretty much know where you're at. Uh, but Nothing gets a great. Seems like a great guy. It seems like he can step in and in, in some instances. If you're a team that's in win now mode, he's not going to be a guy that bridges the gap. But if you're in win now mode, like if you're the if you're the Carolina Panthers or you're who's another team that I'm trying to think of, like maybe even Tennessee Titans, like. Like a team like that, I'm not saying the Titans necessarily because yeah, no. they got Tannehill. No, I, I see what you're. I mean, if you're Tannehill's team, kind of the example now that we kind of point yeah, to, but Tannehill's a couple years younger. If you're a team younger. that's right there on the cusp and you could use a quarter, a veteran quarterback to like kind of just help you get over the hump a little bit, I feel like Andy Dalton would be the guy because he played well when he was throwing the ball to AJ Green. He played well when he did he throw to Ocho Cinco? No, he didn't throw the ball to Ocho Cinco. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure he did throw he the did. ball. When he's had Palmer, weapons, he's played. He's played sure well. He did. Well, I'm just saying, look at Andy Dalton's career. Look at the wide receivers no, he's I, had. I, I definitely think he's better than people think he is but at this point i just don't see him being a starter he is what he is yeah it's unfortunate but hey, one more loss for the Bengals, and they lock up number one pick the red rifle or as uncle colin coward likes to call him the beige water pistol <laughs> i don't understand the beige part i think this because he's white i don't know all right uh next hashtag hashtag number one because the seattle seahawks are now 
through processes that we'll get to later in this in the show. Number one in the NFC West after a 30-24 to beating of the Carolina Panthers. This game was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be, honestly. The Seahawks defense kind of teeter, petered out there towards the end of the game. I Kyle Allen just drives me nuts. I remember when everybody thought he was good because he had his fooled for like a solid like four or five weeks that he, he was good. He had a couple people fooled. I didn't really buy it. Ever since he lost to the Niners, he hadn't been the same quarterback. So credit the Niners D there. But 25 of 41 for 277 yards, a touchdown, and three picks. Yikes. Yeah. And I then, don't know why they're still sticking with him. And Josh Gordon, 0 for 1 with an interception. So that, oh, that was dope. <laughs> I'm glad bench, though, because that one would have really, that would have pissed me off if I had actually started him. And uh, and he threw a pick. I would have been real pissed off. Russell Wilson, 20-26, 286 yards and two touchdowns. How is Russell Wilson throwing the ball literally less than half, like like half as much as Mitch Trubisky and his team put up twice as many points? Yep, that's the main thing I see from Seahawks Twitter is they can't get over. They wish that their offense was being this, run the same way as the Ravens. It drives them crazy that they're this conservative. Yeah, it's, I mean. And, and Russ made a fucking fantastic play to win that game yeah and i think the most frustrating part though about the seahawks is not knowing and you made this comment because you have a locket on your fantasy team i have metcalf and gordon Mm -hmm. just because i've i I don't know why i can't let go of gordon but uh you don't know who's going to be the guy that gets all the catches that not enough attempts on a week-to-week basis yeah because when you're only throwing the ball 26 times but yet you have got you got what is this i'm looking Eight plus twenty-four math is hard. Thirty-two, thir- thirty-four rushing attempts compared to twenty-six passes. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus yeah, Christ! Yeah, that's just not, not so, where you want to be. And yet they're still the number one seed in uh, well, not just the NFC West in the NFC right I, now. Honestly, so. don't know how they're doing. I guess the Clowney trade put them over. God, they're well coached. I mean, yeah. as much as we want to kill and rip and make fun of Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson, I mean, if if Lamar Jackson wasn't happening, Russ would be MVP. That like, stereotypical they're, they're corny ass positive attitude is so annoying, but it's working. They're yeah, they're just they're well coached. I mean, they're. It's kind of it's gonna be what I'm gonna say about the Steelers. It's they've been under underappreciated the last like five years. Like there's a lot of stuff they do well. Thank you, thank you for the compliment. Uh, next up, hashtag horny because the Houston Texans I did that because of the logo. Uh, 24-21 beating of the Tennessee Titans. This one's bittersweet because it's fun to yell out Titan up, but I also need the <laughs> Titans to drop this game real bad, like real, real fucking bad. So Deshaun Watson, 19 to 27, 243 yards, two touchdowns, two picks compared to Ryan Tannehill's. 22 at 36, 279 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. He, A.J. Brown, eight catches for 114 yards and a touchdown. He really hurt me in the fantasy matchup this week. That was great. Thank yeah, you. he crushed. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins with six receptions for 119 yards. So good good for the Texans. Nobody wants to win this division, but good for the Texans. I can't wait for, what is it, three weeks from now that the 10 a.m. Saturday game is going to be one of these teams for sure. Oh, on ESPN? Yep, yep, yep exactly. And I'll be at work and I'll be like, oh, thank God I'm missing this yeah. game. And I will be locked into a couch somehow torturing myself watching it, just thinking, thinking maybe we'll get a good game. Thinking, maybe. I don't know. All right. Uh, next up, hashtag goodbye, question mark, because the, the Giants beat the Dolphins 36-20, to 20, and I'm not even going to talk about this game. I don't even give a fuck about the game, right, because it's against two no-name teams, whatever, or not no-names, but just irrelevant-ass teams this year. Uh, Eli Manning got a standing ovation running off the field, and yet the Giants still have one more home game in Week 17. Well, he Tate caught a touchdown and gave him the ball, and I was like, is that the last ball Eli's going to throw for a touchdown? And it was like the first quarter. Are they just going to bring Dan Jones back for the next two <laughs> games and just say, hey, even though you're hurt, get out there because we I guess can't there is win. A chance. You don't want to chance Eli losing that 500 record because <laughs> he played like complete asshole today, and then he still came out with the win because, you know, it was the Dolphins. You're playing the Dolphins, mm-hmm. so. I don't know. That's going to be interesting to see uh, moving forward what, what happens with Eli because, <laughs> you know, there's some pretty good quarterbacks in the Hall of Fame that have just barely above a 500 record. 
And Eli's getting in the Hall of Fame, if not based off a of name alone, but those two Super Bowls. The two Super Bowls should yeah. be enough to put. This at least a, in my opinion, I, I feel the Super Bowls are two enough. Super Bowl rule. I mean, you could say the same yeah. thing about Big Ben. Like Big Ben's done a little bit more on the field, but the two Super Bowls are ultimately what's going to cement, yeah. cement him getting into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and the teams, yeah. and the, I mean, who he beat. And yeah, it's New England. Yeah, that's true. No, the, the Eli thing that feeds into the lore there. Both both yeah. Super Bowls against the Patriots. <laughs> wild, fucking wild. Literally, there is no antidote for the New England Patriots he other than Eli Manning. Undefeated Patriots. <laughs> Eli Manning. Uh, the biggest fucking question mark in the history of football, man. Just what? Oh my god. All right. Next up, hashtag wings. The Eagles beat the Washington racial slurs 37-27, to and the Eagles needed this. Eagles needed this one bad, uh, just in the sense that, you know, that's another division that nobody wants to win out there in the NFC East. And the credit the credit the R-words for hanging tough, though. Yeah, Haskins actually looked like a quarterback, which yeah. might say more about how bad the Eagles' secondary is. Well, all right, uh, so I watched some of that game. The, the Eagles played, played well, so good for them. Uh, how about this one? Hashtag snowblower, because you needed a couple out there for the uh, Chiefs-Broncos game. Shout out to Philip Lindsay. I started you in my fantasy league, and you got me three points, so suck a dick. And thank you. We'll try again next week. Although I might go Adrian Peterson. I don't know. I was so mad I left Adrian Peterson. You saw him score on a throwback. Oh, man, I just threw my phone across the room. Get out of here. Get the fuck out of here. All right, so, um, yeah, the Chiefs. They're clinching the division. I think they also clinch home field advantage. No, they don't clinch home field advantage. They're the three seed right now. But congratulations to the, the Chiefs. Lots of catch up to go around there to celebrate. You know, I know Andy Reid probably eats some ketchup too. Probably eats his fair share of ketchup. Ketchup on his like brisket. Yeah. Well, that's Pat. That's Pat Mahomes' move right there. Patty Mahomes. All right. Next up, hashtag Buckham. The ha- uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 38-17, quietly at seven and seven. Just quietly. I don't know if they're gonna make the playoffs, but they're. I think they're still in the hunt. Yeah, I guess te- technically. technically. Yeah, they have to. Jameis Winston. 28 of 42, 458 yards, four touchdowns, an interception. Shouts out to me. Shouts out to me because I saw Brashad Perryman on the waivers earlier this week, and I said, you know what? Jameis is for sure going to throw for 400 yards. I don't know how many picks or how many touchdowns he's going to have, but he's going to be throwing the ball a lot. Brashad Perryman, five catches, 113 yards, three touchdowns. Count yeah, him. he's a stud this week. One, two, three, count him. So I did not uh, I did not win my fantasy matchup, but he did He did keep me in the running there, so that was dope there. So thank you, Brashad Perryman and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are, again, quietly, I still believe, in the hunt. So. All right, next up, uh, hashtag Boomer Sooner. Yeah, the Boomer Bowl, uh, or the the Boomer Sooner Bowl, if you will. Baker Mayfield versus Kyler Murray. Um, we know my thoughts on the Browns. It's a fucking joke, and uh, they should be eliminated if it weren't for other forces that happened on Sunday night. <laughs> but just Freddie Kitchens is fired. We know that he's a he's a man who's working on the last few weeks of the job. I wouldn't be surprised if he's already turned in his two weeks' notice. And then you have. You know, Odell's upset. Jarvis Landry was jaw jacking with him. Baker doesn't know how to keep his mouth fucking shut. So it's just it's a it's a shit show over there and it's pretty it's pretty funny. But credit credit the Cardinals, man. Yeah, no, I mean that's what they needed to do. They finally got a win post Kenyon Drake yeah. trade. Ken, Ken, Four touchdowns. Kenyon Drake had left the had been traded from the Dolphins to the Cardinals when the Dolphins hadn't won a game and the Cardinals hadn't won a game since acquiring Kenyon Drake. Poor Drake. So he finally got his first win of the season this year. Gosh. So good for Kenyon Drake. Gatorade bath. <laughs> Just for Kenyon Drake. All right, next up, hashtag Jag Me Off. The Jacksonville Jaguars winning in Oakland 20-16. to 16. Saddest part about this is that's how the send-off went in Oakland. Very, but I think, honestly, predictable. The like, saddest part for me was Derek Carr getting booed. He, nachos were getting thrown on the field. Yeah, he was up three, three points. 
he got a first down, he threw up an O in honor of everything, and then they end up losing and they boo the shit out of him. Yeah, he he did that after he got a first yeah. down. So he ran for oh a first down, God. threw up the O for Oakland, thinking everybody loves him, and uh, they don't. They don't like you. God, They're man. tired of you. And it's I don't know if he's I don't know how long he's gonna survive out in Vegas. And I think the funniest part about that is that in Vegas, his house is right mm-hmm. next door to John Gruden's. Bold, bold by a car. Yeah, like stupid actually is what it is. That's no, what bold move. Going. All right, hashtag family. The uh, the Vikings. Kirk Cousins. See what I did there? That's why I went family. Uh, Nineteen to twenty-five, two hundred seven yards, one touchdown, one interception. So a pretty pedestrian asset. I don't even from Kirk Cousins, but uh, you know, luckily he went up against the Chargers. Philip Rivers, man, it's getting tough to it's getting tough to try and defend Philip Rivers. Twenty-eight to thirty-nine, three hundred seven yards, one touchdown, three picks. He just makes wrong this. He just he just doesn't make the right decision on the football field anymore. I don't think he realizes that he doesn't have quite this, quite the same zip on the ball that he yeah. used to. And that throwing motion has just seemed to get uglier and uglier as the season wears on. Yeah. I hope Tom Brady ends up on the Chargers next year. That would be amazing. Dude. That's where I'm and hoping. And then watch him, watch him win a Super Bowl. Oh, my God. <laughs> Maybe he'll break all the curses oh for them. Oh, my God. Yeah, that but franchise is cursed. Credit Billy Lido for that. But that, that franchise is fucking doomed. It's tough to watch Rivers. It really is. It hurts. It physically pains me to watch him sometimes. It's not, yeah, it's not good at all. Hashtag them boys. The Cowboys winning 44-21 over the Los Angeles Rams. A uh, very tough one to swallow if you're a Rams fan. Uh, this is another one, that question mark. You know, how many times did Jared Goff throw the ball this game? Ooh, I didn't see the game, but if I had to take a guess, probably over 50. 51. Whew. 33 of 51, 284 yards, two I touchdowns, s- and a pick. I still saw him in there at the end throwing, and I was like, yeah. what the hell? Why are you doing that? They got the girly got the touchdown with like three minutes left, and I was like, why are you doing it? Yeah, it's Zeke Elliott, 24 carries, 117 yards, and two touchdowns. And Todd Gurley, 11 carries, 20 yards, and a touchdown. Not too great there. And Tyler Higby, if you had him for your fantasy team, 12 catches for 111 yards. Yep, streamed yards. him. Didn't work for me, though. Wow, man. I was happy about it. I was proud. I so, benched Andrews for him. Rams done? Stick a fork in them. Eight and six, but are they done? they got to beat the Niners, and who's the team after they have to beat? Arizona, probably, because it's a divisional game. Mm-hmm. Ooh, they, that hurt. That really hurt. I don't. I don't want to say they're done, but that hurt. If they beat the Niners, if they somehow beat the Niners, then I think there's reason to be optimistic about the the Rams. You still got to catch the Vikings. Yeah, too, right. And the Vikings. Yeah, the Vikings are at eleven. Uh, <laughs> ten and four. Are they at so, ten? Sheesh. Yeah. So they're still they're still alive because I don't know if they'd own the tiebreaker against them. Yeah, how that works. Anyway, hashtag tough. This is. I think that's the best way to describe it. If you're a Niner fan, Falcons twenty nine, Niners twenty two. Uh, it's not like. It's not like either team played poor, you know. It was just one of those things where Julio Jones was bigger, awesome. bigger and stronger. Awesome. Julio Jones, 13 catches, 134 yards, two touchdowns. Matt Ryan, 25 of 39, 210 yards and two touchdowns. So basically he just threw the ball to Julio Jones. And then Jimmy G, 22 of 34, 200 yards and a touchdown. Surprised he didn't throw a pick. That's good. That's a good sign. He came close. He <laughs> had, there was one that should have been a pick. There, then, there was the Jimmy's pick he, that should have been there. Yeah, George Kittle, 13 receptions, 134 yards. They treated him like Julio he, on that side. He is the cheat code there. And then Raheem Mostert, 14 carries, 54 yards and a touchdown. So, again, I don't know what to really say. Uh, this was just – I think it was a trap game. I think the, I think this was a trap game towards the end of the season. You're looking – you're, you're kind of peeking around, and you see the Rams, and you see the Seahawks. The division's right there. So is the number one seed. And then you drop a game like this. And now, I mean, you still own the tiebreaker over the Packers, but I believe the Packers are also 11-3. and three. And so, and if the Saints win tomorrow, 
they will also be able to, but again you own the tiebreaker over them yep all that so, i mean all that changes for them is that they could have lost against the rams heading into this week now they have to beat the rams yeah and we already knew they had to beat the seahawks so either if they lose the rams they start in early bye week and no they start on the road which would suck what is what is the percent chance here and i'm not saying this to like mm-hmm. you know be like nah, i told you so because that's not fun i'll, I'll save that for later but when <laughs> yeah, yeah very classy <laughs> you're welcome even they, though you they, were wrong on the niners team for most you, of the year yes but the, and, yeah, and but, you've had many bad takes throughout the year hey hey you know what it's easy it's easy <laughs> to remember is the it, bad is it really that hard to have like niner fans have fun with you like what do you mean it, for you to want to rub it in people's faces no i had a just, couple no no that's the only a, reason why is there's that a i couple, feel like niner fans are ru- re- living rent free in your head there's a couple no because there's a couple people on twitter who uh, i had an exchange with eric davis on twitter where he said something he's about paid jimmy, by the team by jimmy g he's and so i so i said something and then a bunch of niner fans hopped in and i and so i was like it's, you know what that's cool so i just remembered their at and i'll remember that later on but that's fine because those those are the Niner fans I don't like I like people like you I like people oh, like you oh god and yet you try to interact with me and I have nothing that I want to do when you're trying to troll me it's fine <laughs> it's fine because I, I said I like people like you it's those fans that it's just like mm, they don't understand that that it turns from a playful troll to a you're you're fucking insane and it just and it, it there's a it gets a little and then I have to take a step back and realize like whoa what are you doing and then I go into my you know and then I go into my Steelers echo chamber and just start living in there like as a way to like cool off but Oh, I heard an engine know, outside. Like, that's that's a car. That? Okay. Uh, <laughs> slight pause there. I thought a plane but, was landing. So, what are the chances? What are the chances? Very possible that the Niners. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a couple scenarios here. The Niners finish out this last three game stretch, two and one. Two game stretch, you mean? Well, it, including including this stretch right here. This I'm putting the Falcons as this. The last okay. three game. The last three games of the season because you come off that emotional high mm-hmm. versus New Orleans. So. You have the three-game stretch. What are the chances they go two and one, one and two, or zero oh and three? I I could honestly all three are to me at, at same equal odds because they're divisional. So you're games. saying thirty-three percent chance. That's what I'll, I'll say. I mean, because okay. I, I I treat divisional games a lot different than you. I I have respect for the Rams. I have respect for the Seahawks. Yeah. There's weird things that happen. I don't the I don't respect the Browns. The I Bengals, know I've I've the, seen your tweets, but, but the Ravens and different. But I I even respect the Cardinals in the division because I've seen through all the years of being a Niners fan and of being an NFL fan, that divisional games, there's something really true because these teams prepare for two games a year. Mm-hmm. It's different than anything else. So yeah. that's yeah. that's why. You don't know anybody else in the league better than you know your own division. And, and that's, yeah. And, yeah. But the Niners should take care of business and I they should win at home. And if they really want to, if this is the year and this is everything, they have to beat Seattle in Seattle mm-hmm. because then they're on the road. I think if they beat if they beat Seattle and they take the number one seed, that would for sure be the sign, the telltale sign for me to obviously come out and say, okay, I was wrong, and then I feel like that would immediately open up the door for them to let let everybody down in the playoffs. But and which I but that's which, what, what is, of course your definition is always different than my definition. Like yes. for you, it's Super Bowl or bust. I think that's stupid. I think it's a very stupid, simplistic. Well, way that we view it. That's what I was talking to Flan about last episode when I'd come up with the sliding scale of failure with with uh, with Dan. Is that when you have a when you have a game in which you're only the it's one winner take all, and the same goes for basketball. This is and and the same goes for baseball. When there is only the there's no medal stand. It's either you win or those that's don't it. count because they're five and seven game series. This is one game. Those what? are five and seven game series with baseball. Hmm. 
That like, makes a huge difference. I get you it, can... but at the same time, what I'm saying is that the end goal is that they're only passing out one trophy. You don't get. It's not like the Olympics or something like that, where it's like what, first, second, and third are revered and rewarded. It's like no, you either get the trophy or you don't. So that's where I say that it's a failure in that sense that you're not getting the trophy. And I understand how you saying that's a very basic way to look at it. I think it's very simplistic. Yeah, but. <laughs> But I mean, and I, think I get it because you come from sports media. This is how it's supposed to be scripted, and this is how it's supposed to be set up. Well, well, I mean, that's it, that's the way I view it. You yeah. can you can disagree with me. That's the way that's I look fine. at it, yeah. it is, and that's that's what we have to do with this type of thing. Respectfully disagree. All mm-hmm. right. Uh, next one. Hashtag Why God Why? Because you had a chance. You had a chance here. The Steelers losing on Sunday Night Football. I'm not even gonna go through the stats because <laughs> they're just fucking garbage. It's embarrassing. Uh, Tomlin's primetime reputation is on the line there. And he let him down. <laughs> oh so yeah, this game was flexed in because we thought it was going to be a terrific game. And, yeah, like Tim said, if you love defense, that was a great game. But it was just really two sorry, quarter- two sorry young quarterbacks. They're promising, but right now they're still sorry. Like, we got to be completely honest with ourselves. Like, I'm riding the duck train for as long as we can. And I don't it, something tells me that the stops the, the stop to get off is coming up soon. But you know, I, I obviously want to see just to see them make the playoffs would be a moral victory for me, but it would still be a failure because they wouldn't win the Super Bowl. Don't get that don't get me wrong there. But it would be nice Can't to just enjoy the year. No. <laughs> it would be nice to see that hey, the defense balled the fuck out and they were able to overcome a bunch of injuries, but at the end of the day, you didn't get it done. So just like you didn't get it done today. And it's very, very bothersome because you had a chance to you if you won this game, the chance of making the playoffs would have risen up 58%. You're a virtual lock to make the playoffs if you if you win that game. And now you go from only having to win one game in these next two games to now having to win both to make sure that you get in the playoffs. And I still think, regardless of how people are thinking that the Ravens might be resting players in Week 17, I still think that's going to be a very, very tough task. The Jets I'm kind of overlooking, which it tells me that the Steelers are probably going to drop that game. <laughs> but... Uh, you know, it's just you gotta you gotta win to get in, and they're not doing it. You know, but this this was one of the hottest teams since uh, what, like week five? Yeah, but looking at their schedule, I mean, you see the difference when they ran into a Bills team to what they've been facing, and you know that's not a knock on the Steelers. They're they're running out their third string quarterback. Mm-hmm. They have a top five defense. Their third string quarterback. They're playing what their schedule is. Still no wide receiver one, even though he hasn't been playing like a wide receiver one this year. I mean, Johnson looks like a guy. He looks legit. He's like got he's potential. Gonna, he looks yeah. like he's going to be a receiver. You know what one. he is? He's got a lot of. Uh, I mean, hopefully, obviously, I hope it doesn't fizzle out like AB did. But he's got his career trajectory is starting out a lot like AB, where it's like, hey, you're going to be. Well, AB had to compete for the spot on the roster, so that that's not the same there. But you get a guy out of the MAC who's maybe a little undervalued or you know overlooked and undervalued. And you have him start out making some special teams plays. You incorporate him into the offense, and he shows some promising potential there. So I guess I'm excited to see what happens next year. I want to know what kind of rapport he's going to have with Ben because right now he's just been developing rapport with the backups. So, you know, and then we'll also see how Ben's elbow is going to hold up because, I mean, I'm under the impression right now that he's going to come back next year and be fine. Mm-hmm. But that, that, could be the, that could be the difference. And obviously I'm not comparing the two quarterbacks. I'm just going to compare – how they looked pre and post injury. That'd be like Peyton pre neck surgery versus post neck surgery. And this could be Ben pre elbow, post elbow, right? And what is he, 38, 39? Ben's getting up there. Yeah, yeah. he's 30, 37, 38. Yeah, he's, he's, he's old. He's an old guy. He's getting up there. All right. Uh, next up, just give me a hashtag. If we were to do a hashtag hysteria for Monday Night Football, what would happen between the Colts and Saints? What do you think the hashtag would be? Breezes. Yeah, just 100. Right. I assume breezes. Yeah. Save us. Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> Hashtag breezes. Yeah. That's the expectation is that they're gonna go out there and fucking shit pump the the Colts on Monday Night Football. I don't even know why this was made a Monday Night game. Could be completely honest. So, 
Um, all right, and then can you give me one hashtag to describe week 15? Probably should have done this at the front. At the I know, front, right? At the onset. But, yeah, give me a hashtag to describe week 15. No, I can't think. Of, I'm not creative. No, I don't, no not, not on the spot. I have nothing. Just, what not about you? Like Do you wild. Have I would have said. No. Uh, hashtag wild. Hashtag ass over tea kettle because <laughs> it's just none of it makes sense. Nothing, you know, hashtag up is down, down is up. You know, it's just like it, nothing really made sense here with this week, you know? The stress test is next week. Oof. This is. Week 16 is going to be make or break for a lot is, of fucking teams. I was about to say, this is different because you've been here. It's been a while since, like, me and Flan have had a chance. Like, the next two weeks are, like, real, this like, is, this is pinch legitimate your, playoff, like, Pinch games. your cheeks for fucking yeah. two weeks is basically what you're doing. And the stress will eat you alive. Oh, yeah. it's it's I had, Yeah, I had that during the, the Ravens game and the Seahawks game. I hope, but I'm saying it's just, it's amplified here because you realize how much is at stake. Mm-hmm. So just try to enjoy it, but at the same time, it's also going to age you well, and make you a terrible person. Well, Warrior. Warriors did that with us. No, man, that, don't that's why, like, when you talk about expectations, when I watch the team that was seventy three and nine lose it, anything else after this is ad- easy adversity oh, as a sports fan. God, man, it's just especially I, uh, after having to deal with other fans troll you about it. Mm, no, seven, uh, there's some guy on there whose Twitter handle is uh, you know, like you have your Twitter handle and then you have your yep, name that displays next to it, and, I, and they and they lied yep. is the thing. Yeah, I, he's I, a giant LeBron. Yeah, fan. They, yeah, seventy three and nine, and they lied, yep. and it's just like fuck out of here. And the fact that it happened to LeBron too is like the worst part about it. It's like oh, this fucking giant slayer. It's like excuse me, he's actually uh, what is it one for two or one one for three against the Warriors in the finals. One for three. He's one for three. Yeah. So hey, but they didn't have Kyrie. Hey, LeBron. They fans. didn't have Love. I thought he was the best player in the NBA. Fuck out of here. But I guess fuck out of here. Back to it. Thank thank you Warriors uh, for help helping me prepare for everything. God, <laughs> that, dude, that was a lot of stress. This is yeah. This is gonna be awful. Well, just as a as a Warrior fan, this stretch here is gonna be awful. But it's also yeah, as a football fan, it's gonna be rough. There's gonna be shit that happens where teams that should beat certain teams to help you out, they're not going to do it, and you're going to be very mad at them mm-hmm. and just completely irrational, and it's, it's going to happen. So, All right, so that'll conclude Hashtag Hysteria. Now it's time for some winners and losers. There are winners. I'm by winning. Winner, winner, ultimately. Wow, winning. And there are losers. Losers, 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 losers. Winners and losers from recent sporting headlines. And uh, first, let's start off with this one, Mateo, here. Oakland. Uh, it's just, it's, I don't think it's fair to that city that that type goes. It like, yeah, it's pretty stereotypical Raider that they would lose that game because it meant so much like emotionally and you know, with playoff implications and all that, but it's just, it's very unfair to the city that uh, they've just gotten job. They've lost the Warriors. They're losing the Raiders there. There's been talk for like 10 years now that the A's are going to move to Fremont. So it's just, it's tough to be a resident of the town. Mm-hmm. It's unfair. And I think, uh, you, I mean, obviously due diligence, there should be a team in there somehow, some way, but I, you know, it unless the unless the city can get its shit together and get stadiums and make stuff work, like it's just, it sucks. It's unfortunate for the city of Oakland. I agree with everything, and it's even disrespectful when Warriors play there, Raiders play there, and they show shots of the other parts of the Bay Area. Yeah, it's like yeah, there's so many great parts of Oakland too. Yeah, there really is, and you know, even the bad parts are great in their own way because it, it's what makes Oakland Oakland and the town the town, and you know. They don't, they don't deserve that. They did not deserve to go out like that today. Nope. All right, next up on the winners-losers list, Luka Doncic is out a couple of weeks, air quotes, a couple of weeks after you said sprained his ankle? Yeah. I didn't know, I didn't know how, he, how he got the injury, but uh, the Mavs are one of my sleeper teams in the NBA this year, one of the, one of the teams I've hitched, I've hitched a bandwagon to. I've got, I've got a couple hitches. i got one on the Miami Heat. My Miami Heat <laughs> and my Dallas Mavericks 
while I watch the Warriors, you know, toil away this year and tank for Wiseman. I, so. I'm just now opening the standings because I'm so far out of. Don't do it, man. What? How bad are we? Oh, the Warriors are the worst team in the league. Yeah. Woo! Statistically, the best chance to get the number one playoff. I mean, club playoff. The number one overall draft pick. Okay, so where are my Dallas Mavericks right now in the standings? 17 and 8. They're the three seed. Woo! And my Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference? They're, they're the two seed, 19 and 7. Golly, at, man. Yeah, it feels hitched, so good to be hitched, hitched up to yeah, some winners. Yeah, hitched to the right teams. I did. Oh, yes. All right. Uh, but both of those teams in their own right have had kind of cake schedules as well. <laughs> so there it could be some fraudulence there. We'll see how this how this um, how it unfolds. But you're going to see Porzingis take up the the lead reins here. I think the way Doncic and Porzingis have been together, that's been that's been fun to watch. That's unfortunate. Uh, definitely L there for for Luka Doncic. Uh, next up, the Milwaukee Bucks, winners of 18 straight, 18 straight. I hope the Warriors beat them at like 23 so we can make the shirts. Was it 23? The, oh, the like Bucks? they did? Yeah. yeah, right? That would be nice. I remember that because didn't the Warriors go on to win the championship that year? I was just, I remember, I specifically tweeted out, I think it was from like an old account, um, and it was that that was the NBA Finals for the Milwaukee Bucks. They celebrated breaking up the Warriors' consecutive win streak because I, what did they start off the season with? Like 20, it had to be like 23, 24 and 0 that they were, or they were going for 24 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's uh, so petty. Wait, and how many wins do they have? The Bucks? Yeah, how many? Is Eighteen it? in a row. Nineteen. How oh, close are we? Seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine. Now I want to be. They'd be if they were on a twenty-nine game winning, uh, winning streak was when they play the Warriors. Yeah, and there's no. Let's just be completely honest. There's no way the Warriors are gonna knock them. No, out. dude, take a load management day. I love Giannis. I love Giannis, but there's just it's just Giannis up in Milwaukee, and right now they're the only team that's going super try hard to make sure. Well, them and the Lakers are going super try hard to make sure that they get the the top seed in their respective conference, and it's like. I've seen this song and dance before. Giannis needs to get, develop a more consistent stroke. I'm a fan of Giannis. I really am. I've been advocating that ever since ever since he came in the league and I saw his game. I said, if that guy can develop some sort of a jump shot and a three-point shot, it doesn't need – he just needs to be able to shoot and hit it, you know, uh, 35, 37% of the time, right around there. He could be a poor man's version of KD, right? Like, mm-hmm. he could be a more physical drive-to-the-lane guy because right now that offense with the Bucks is Giannis takes the ball – Giannis drives to the basket. Giannis kicks out to some shooters. What does that sound like? That sounds like LeBron James. So, you know, I, I want to see it. But luckily, he's been starting to develop his shot a little bit more. And we'll see what happens with the Greek freak. But it's only going to get scarier from here the better he gets. Yeah. Okay. I was yeah, no, nothing okay. nothing to add. It's, and White yeah, Dante. He, Don't forget about White Dante on there. So <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Bomani Jones. We're a fan of Dante DiVincenzo from, from Villanova. So, all right. Uh, Kluber signing with the Rangers. Or tra- no, he got yeah, traded, traded. traded to the Rangers, excuse me. So what do you think of that? Dude, the, like, they only gave up a top 30 prospect and their number four outfielder. That's it. Like, I couldn't believe Kluber couldn't bring more. Kids, that's what we call a steal. Gosh. It's an old-fashioned steal. It's unbelievable. They just pulled a heist. Yeah. So what do you think Kluber does on the Rangers? Uh, probably gets traded. Yeah. <laughs> Not going to play very well. He'll, yeah, he'll be all right. Yeah, he'll play just good enough to have some trade value. Yeah, and off they get a name dealt. alone. Yeah. yeah, that ballpark. Uh, I guess it's a new ballpark, which caught on fire this week. Did you really? see that story? I did not see that. Yeah, they're, no. they're, they're, they've been building a new one, which I guess they're... Yes, I knew they were building a new stadium. Which was built in 94. Oh, what, Ranger Stadium? Yeah, was the, like yeah, that's, it wasn't even that old. Wow. And they're already replacing it, kind of like the Brave situation. But yeah, caught on fire. 
Okay. Maybe it was like white smoke for Kluber coming. Oh, like a new transition of a new Pope. Yeah. yeah, Pope Kluber coming in to save the Texas Rangers. All right, next up on the winners losers list, the Astros have admitted to doing wrong. They admitted what? that they're cheating. Yeah. Wow. So I guess Brave that's, a, stance. that's a win loss because you admit to owning up to doing what you were doing, but it's also totally fucking bush league that you were doing it in the first place. So I mean, I guess good for the good for the Astros. I mean, you're gonna take your punishment on the chin. You got your World Series, so fuck out of here. Yeah, been a rough. I mean, they on the field. It's been great for them, but off the field, dude. Next yeah, year, anytime rough. something good happens, next year will be a fun one to pay attention to baseball Twitter, just because anytime anything happens to the Astros, good or bad, there's gonna be some camera tapes and or and stuff like that involved. There's just gonna be so many jokes and tweets. They are the Patriots now. They <laughs> have they have merged into being evil. The New England Astros. That's what you could just identify that. Just you want to see evil cheating. Anything you can to do to win. Yeah, the New England Astros. All right, upsets in college basketball include Minnesota defeating Ohio State and Wofford defeating UNC. Yeah. Mateo, does this matter? Uh, I'm happy for Minnesota, but no, it doesn't okay. matter. It doesn't matter. Get They're... back to me in March. Yeah, I'm, do, I'm sure you're. I'm sure. Do you it love in the it. tournament. I'm sure you love it, right? No, no, you don't. It's get... totally irrelevant to me because that's like I love seeing. Well, I love seeing the upsets because it's just like ah, mm-hmm. anarchy. We'll shake it up. But really, I mean, Wofford UNC. That's going to be a matchup that we see probably in the second round of the tournament. So you know, with if if all if all aligns, you know, so good for good for them. But I mean, it's it's big for Wofford and it's big for Minnesota yeah, because that's cool. what that's going to be one of your signature wins when it comes to the tournament, and then that's going to affect the seeding of an Ohio State and UNC when it comes time because it'll be one of your bad losses. So it's like it, it sort of matters, but it also doesn't because a lot of these teams, like you'll see UNC get in the tournament, and they'll be like, what, 28-6 and six mm-hmm. on the year? And one of those losses will be a bad loss to Wofford. They'll have like maybe one or two conference upsets, and then the other ones are going to be fluke losses from tournaments in the, in the beginning of the season. Those tournaments, while they're fun because you get a bunch of big-name schools to go out there and play, they're no, they're no real – that's like saying, hey – take the, the Niners or Steelers from week two and compare them to the Niners or Steelers mm-hmm. in week 16. It's just not the same team. Yeah. It's not fair. So, But it's still fun to see the upsets. All right. Speaking of upset, just in general, Mateo, you and I can both commiserate here on the winners-losers list. We'll wrap it up with fantasy football just kicking a giant fucking L. Both of us falling short in the in the semifinals of the Cohort Sports Report League. Oh, uh, man. It looks like congratulations, Chris Kwok. And Mike DeWald, you will be moving on into the championship of the the Cohort Sports Report Fantasy Football League. I'm uh, I still have one, we both have one player left in my matchup. Uh, he's got Jack Doyle, and I've got Will Lutz. But I'm losing 162 to 143. So unless Will Lutz goes out, unless unless Drew Brees just gets him down to into field goal range, and they just elect to to go Rob Baronis on it, <laughs> I don't think it's happening. Uh, you stand a better chance. You How much am I down by? You are losing 167 to 131. Oh man, so I need something crazy. He's got Darius Leonard. So let's oh, say let's yeah, say and that's shit. a defensive player. So let's say Leonard only has like one or two tackles, but Kamara has like four total touchdowns. You could <laughs> and and they're big plays, remember? Could you get yeah, reported for big play bonuses? That's what I need is I need Lutz to kick a bunch of 50-yard field goals if I'm going to come back at this. He's projected for only 11 points. I'm doomed. So Yeah, rough rough year. 
That sucks, dude. This is literally where I peak every year in fantasy football. Is if I don't, I mean, I either I either get kicked out in the first round or I make it to the semifinals and then I lose there. So, but I always make the playoffs. It's pretty good. It's I'm seeped in mediocrity. Yeah, in I didn't. Football. I didn't like the last four weeks of my season. I was just trying to figure out, and I felt that I had a good, en- deep enough receiver that I wasn't active. I needed to be active, and I was like, eh. I really up coming back to bite me. I dead ass almost won this fantasy football league with an aging Tom Brady that just got re- progressively worse as the season went on. But like I. I didn't have to I think I had I had I utilized a backup quarterback two weeks out of the season one was for a Patriots buy and then the second one was for their matchup against the Ravens and I went with Tannehill both weeks and then I dropped him and then DeWald picked up Tannehill and that's who I went up against this week so even starting Brashad Perryman and doing all that um, I think the only thing that would have made a difference is if I'd started Peterson over Lindsay I would have gotten maybe 15 more points and then that would put me in a little bit more striking distance with Lutz I'd still be I'd still be crying out for a miracle though. Yeah, so. yeah. For me, it would have been Lockett, Lockett over Galladay. Galladay just uh, I couldn't bench him. And I know, I and I know people him. people you you might be listening to this and thinking nobody cares about your fantasy football team. Well, fuck off because we Mateo and I were two. What were we? Two and three in the seedings. Oh, what was I? Number two. You were number three. I was, I'm pretty sure I was one because I was eleven and one on the season. Oh, you were. Yeah, oh, okay, so got you got knocked, upset. Yeah, you were eleven got and one. Out. Wow. But he, but he was uh, either first or second in points. Like he had a strong, Chris. Chris yeah. had a great team. Yeah. So okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Let's take a look at the league points standings four. real quick. I was two. eleven and one. Cooking yeah. Bush is going to go down, and then me de facto. I was the best out of the eight and fours because I'd beaten Chris, who was eight and four, and I'd beaten Bill, who's eight and four. So I'd gotten number two nod there de facto. Uh, based off the tiebreakers. So, yeah, the number one and number two seeds going down in the playoffs this weekend in the Cohort Sports Report Fantasy Football League. It's unprecedented, well, absolutely it was, unprecedented. It was bad. I was looking at your projections, and I thought for sure you were in. I, was gonna, I did. I was going to text you congr- congratulations. Dude, I was flying so high. I was flying so <laughs> yeah, high like after, the morning, point gap. after the morning games ended. Yeah. I was flying so high, and then Amari Cooper got two points quick, and then they stopped throwing in the ball in Dallas. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. I blame this on Dallas. So the Cookin' Bush and the Heavy Petting Zoo, probably two of the better names we had in the league this year. Credit to us. And, and Timmy. Uh, Timmy's. So are we playing for third place? What was is Timmy's? There, no, Timmy came up with the name. Cookin' Bush was. Oh, was did he really? Name. Okay. Yeah, but are we playing for third? Is there? I should. Uh, re- no. No. I, I mean, we can if you want. Uh, we want to put down a sidewager on it. I mean, yeah, might as well. We'll see if they line us up next week if we're playing against each okay. other. So, I don't know. Other team names we had this year. You tell me. What do you think some of the best ones were? So we had Cookin' Bush, the Heavy Petting Zoo. You had, who's number three? Shut Air Advantage, which was a nod to Antonio Brown's helmet. Mm-hmm. You had Chicken Plan. Not really sure what, what Quark was doing there. Jimmy's G-Spot, which is funny last year, uh, Bobo. And then six, more like Serena. I know people didn't understand that one, but Mike uh, Mike actually interviewed Serena Morales, the former Sports Center anchor in L.A. She now works for the Rams. And... I forget the backstory. I don't want to put his business out there. I don't know if he exactly hollered or I think he tried to make something happen and it didn't. And they like hung out like once or twice and then it kind of fell through. So that's where the joke comes from is more like Serena. Like she's not down. Damn, that's cool that he. Yeah, dude, shoot your shot. Number seven, Hillary's Hitman. That's that probably my favorite. Tyler, Tyler Malore. That was a good one. Uh, number eight, Team Perry. Good, good job, Ryan. Uh, very creative. Ryan was the walking bye week, and he still fucking managed to get to a five and seven, five <laughs> and seven schedule. That was crazy. I think he set his lineup a total of three times this year. Number nine, Poopity Scoop, Alex from uh, I believe from Produce. Oh yeah, yeah. Alex from Produce. And then uh, number ten, yeah, my, my pops, Wood Eyes guys. That's just his standard, typical what he goes for. And then Kevin with Channing Tate, Yum, 
and then Flan, who got very – he was Team Flan. Mm-hmm. And then – I forget what he was at the start, but then he got real pissed off because he went 2-10, and ten, and he just went Team Middle Finger Emoji. And then he realized about I, – I think once I texted him at, like, week eight, he's like, I'm about to give up on fantasy football. <laughs> I was like, why? Everybody makes the playoffs. And he goes, oh, for real? Oh, and I was shit. like, yeah. Uh, it didn't help him, though. So uh, quite a year in the CSR, and it looks like uh, – CSR FFL. And it looks like it's going to be – Chris Kwok versus Mike DeWald. The four versus the six seed. That's how fantasy football, man. None of it makes sense. None of it makes sense. All right, we're almost done. Let's hit some pop culture update, and we'll wrap this bitch up. Are you, are you stupid? It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. I tell you, it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter, but we're still going to talk about it anyway. Why? Well, because it's in the news, that's why. So, as we open up the Twitter machine, the Twitter twatter, and we look up, oh, wow, look at that. Oh, a melancholy RIP to Chewy Bravo. Chelsea Handler's TV sidekick (coughs) is passed away at 63. I actually, uh, I would watch this. Um, I would watch Chelsea lately on, on the E! Channel, I'm not going to lie, because it was just a roundtable discussion where they just picked on, on stupid Hollywood mm-hmm. headlines, and it was like a good little like, um, you know, release to just be like, this shit doesn't matter. They realized it doesn't matter, and they repurposed it into content, and she would have like three other comedians up there with her, and then uh, Chewy, you know, I don't know, did you ever watch it? Yeah, okay. I actually really like the show. And yeah. A lot of the comedians have blown up now, too. Yeah, real. She had some really good uh, acts. What was it, Fortune Feimster? Mm-hmm. Um, TJ uh, TJ Miller TJ Miller although he's been in some hot water yeah they have uh, who else is oh he gosh I'm blanking yeah Whitney Cummings was on there all yeah, the time Whitney Cummings was there was regular. another obnoxious chick that was on there that was pretty funny um, yeah there's just it was a good group that they had in a good show that went on there so all right uh, if you are a Red Hot Chili Peppers fan says former guitarist I don't even know how to pronounce that name John Frusciante Frusciante will rejoin the band so big big news if you're a Red Hot Chili Peppers fan I mean. I enjoy their music, but I'm not going to walk around and say that I'm a huge Red Hot Chili Peppers fan. Yeah, I love their music. I really want to see them in concert, but I yeah, would but not know. If the saw the Raccoon Tours in concert. That was dope, dude. Yeah, Jack White, new band out of Nashville. Yeah. Well, new in the sense that they they formed in like 04, 05, and then they disbanded from like 09 to, I don't even remember. They, it had been a while, but then they reunited and they dropped a new album, so it was dope to, to see them. All right. Uh how about these? I don't know. Seen anything else? You seen anything? Not right too now? much. I saw them do the bill during tonight's Sunday night game for uh, what's his name, Eddie Murphy on Saturday Night Live. Oh, okay. So I'm actually gonna DVR that. I'm stoked. Eddie Murphy on SNL. Ooh, you know what else I saw? It was a commercial during the game, and I'm not a big movie guy in the sense that like I don't go out to see movies anymore. I usually wait for him to hit Netflix or mm-hmm. whatever streaming service is available. 1917. It's a movie about World War One. That shit looks insane. Dude. Who directs it? Do you know? Huh? Who directs it? I do it? not know, but 19. from the trailer I saw, they're running through a tunnel. They're like, they're, it's an underground tunnel that they're doing, and they like, get, it's like a World War One. They're soldiers. They're trying to make their way through like the front line or something like that, and they get trapped, and they need to escape. And it just looks really fucking good. I need to see the other one that came out not too long ago, the uh, the other war movie. I saw Dunkirk, but there's one more that's that's been released since then that it got a lot of appraise that I need to go see. 
So I'm, I'm sure you guys covered this, but I've been gone for like two months and I haven't listened to too much. Uh, the Irishman. Thank you. I know you're welcome. I always have to li- put that in there. Did you yeah. watch it? Yeah, I did. Is it is it worth the three and a half hours? I mean, there's you. I'm sure you've seen on Twitter the way that you can break it up into little mini series if you want to mm-hmm. go. Uh, I watched it because you know I'm just I'm I'm like that, but. I don't like the idea that they that they went CGI with with uh, De Niro's face because it's still 70-year-old De Niro just walking around looking like he's 50. So he's like a really stiff 50-year-old. Mm-hmm. And so that's a little unsettling at times, but it's I mean, it, they probably could have ended the movie 20 to 30 minutes sooner than they did, but in that sense, it'll say that it's three hours and 30 minutes. It's really only three hours and 20. It's 10 minutes of credits. I, mm-hmm. I saw that on the Netflix. Just a little not- notice right there. Observation. But, um, yeah, definitely give it a shot. Like, if you if you have nothing else to do. I have to I, start at, like, 5 p.m. I'm, would, at, I'm at the age where I was looking at 9 p.m. And it, I was like, oh, maybe I'll start. And I saw three, three and a half hours. I was like, oh, I'm going to fall asleep yeah, probably so an hour into if it. That's, if that's the case, because I did, it took me three attempts to watch <laughs> it because I would fall asleep mm-hmm. during it, I would look up on Twitter how to break it up into the four That's mini parts, more, four mini part series, and they're four. Uh, they would be four 40 to 45 minute segments, and I guess the way that it's cut up, just with the way the scene changes and and what what the subject matter is, it cuts off perfectly to where you could tune in and just be like, okay, I remember that from yesterday. That's a really so, good idea for yeah. for like the people that are either tired or have short attention. And spans. I wonder if Netflix did it like that on purpose to try and drive up engagement. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, who's gonna actually sit here and watch a three and a half hour mm-hmm. fucking movie? Maybe we'll get people to just keep coming back on and click on this so we get more engagement with it. So. All right. Do you have anything else to add? Because that's it. I don't. I don't. No, I'm not doing this episode's yeah. running long in the tooth. Yeah. And uh, a long in the tooth jackass or irredeemable jackass. Shouts out to Levitard. Um, all right. So also quick shouts out to Cardinal Newman for winning the state championship. Yeah. Congrats to them. Uh, also shouts out to Rancho Katati. They came up just short in their state effort. But uh, if you are playing high school football on the last week or mid-December on the last weekend that you're physically allowed, you know, like by law to play football, high school football, you done did something pretty darn good in your season. So I know that means absolutely nothing. Uh, coming in second place, it, it, that hurts, but it doesn't discredit the wonderful season that you had if you're Rancho, you're NCS champions, CIF regional champions, and then you just fell short at the state game. Uh, but congratulations to Newman on the NCS, the regionals, and now state championship. First one ever. So so uh, pretty, pretty dope there. I do want to make this quick observation, though, before we leave. Southern California, they do a lot more throwing of the football. Bakersfield Christian versus Rancho Katati. Rancho was way more comfortable running the football, and they could. That's something. If you look up here, it's a run first up in Northern California, the area football, and then they're just they've got more developed throwers down there in Southern California. I'm t- they had a tight end that was going to Stanford. He was six foot five, and I'm telling you, these kids, they, that guy, he just slung the ball everywhere. He was a little shaky in the first half, and I'm sure the weather had something to do with that. But then in the second half, he kind of settled in, and they were just aerial assault. I'm saying 80, 20 on their hmm. play selection. Yeah, just something to pay attention to for next football season is uh, if you ever find yourself at a high school football game in Northern California, take note of how much they run the ball and know that it's the complete opposite down in Southern California. So, styles styles make fights? Styles make games? Styles make fights. All right. All right. That'll do it for us. Uh, no shout-out, no shout-out. We'll see you again on next Sunday? Yeah, probably. All right. Sounds good. We'll hold you to it. Otherwise, you're fired. <laughs> you're <laughs> fired. All right. To the haters and losers, of which there are many. Happy holidays. Until next time. Later.
right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta get the rap shit back. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a floss, I'm a gloss, I'm a cop that easy. Run the spot for some chops, I'm about that greasy. Shorty coming to the spot, but no bleep, don't tease me. I think she hang around the click trying to get on TV. I know I'm talked about a lot when I'm gone, don't see me. Trust the process, man, I'm going Joel and Beasy. I'm a boss like Rick Ross, I'm a go no keeper. Freestyling, got a wet, that's a LA leaker. Guess who's coming out, your eardrum and your speaker. I met the parents and they impressed how I treat her. Bag on passenger side, thing gray two-seater. Randy Johnson with the flow, got glow, got heater. They really do you bad when you lit. They really do you bad when you wit. I came in here sad, represent. I took a different nav, I'm a pit. I'm about to make it out of the pit. Why they bad, I'm a hit. From the line here and switch. From my crown to the shin, dick. Now they a miss. When I'm gone, nigga, bitch. Don't call, that's a tip. Yeah. I'm about to walk around with my shit. I never heard it down to the dips. I'm always out of town for the glitz. 100 miles for the trip. For my style, that's a chip, yeah. Niggas at the house doing rips. Stoop kids and we bout to be next. I ain't have to rock a thigh while the flex. See the glam, you see flex. I got diamonds and flesh, nigga. Friends turn to sketch, niggas real fast. Life can't prep you on, it's like a meal plan. Shorty said to come through, but she still playing. I got bills, nigga, too, that I'm still paying. They really do you bad when you lit. They really do you bad when you wit. I came in here sad, represent. I took a different nav, I'm a pit. 